You are listening to the Power and Pros Podcast, a platform that serves as an active advocate for Black women to embody their authentic voice. Power and Pros is a space of healing and an invitation to profess the power you possess. Come along on the journey and let's get into the show. What's up, cool kids? You're tuned in to another episode of the Power and Pros Podcast. All right, this is episode number 80. First of all, let's give a shout out to that. 80 episodes, are you joking? (laughs) I didn't know I was going to make it to eight episodes. So shout out to y'all for rocking with your girl for 80 episodes straight. This episode is special. Now, it is not what I intended, um, but either way, it is a special episode. So episode 80 actually happened already even though you're listening to this right now. And what I mean by that is I had my very first live show of the Power and Pros podcast. And I I mean, like, I didn't even plan for this to happen. So I just want to share with y'all how that happened. And then this episode was supposed to be audio from that live show. Um, I didn't get the audio just yet. But I didn't want to skip a week. Like, I, I have the message already. I have a microphone. And so I wanted to just share with y'all OG style versus um, phoning in the audio from the live recording. So the message will be the same. It'll be like you was there with me. Um, but I just I just can't believe it. I mean, two years in to having a podcast and it is just an honor and a blessing that I was able to host my first live show during Black History Month like for real for real for real for real this platform literally was created to serve as an active advocate for black women to embody their authentic voice and I am a black woman and I'm trying to embody my authentic voice and so every step of the way, like I said, I didn't know if I was going to make it to eight episodes of the show. Then it was just like, okay, let's continue to be consistent. Then it went from bi-weekly episodes to weekly episodes. Then it went from me missing an episode and, and battling with how do I feel about that and not beating myself up. Then it went to y'all know the episodes usually come out on Wednesday and me being dedicated this week to give y'all something, even though it's a Saturday that I'm recording and I'm going to put this out today. Um, And then to have gotten the opportunity from my job to have a mini show at work for Black Christie Month was just like so amazing. Um, And before I hop into the content, I'll kind of share how that happened. So basically my job hit me up and they're like, hey, we know you've done poetry a couple times here. We won't ask you to like do a poetry again unless you want to. But if you don't, would you be able to share a couple poets with us that might be able to, you know what I'm saying, put on a show or whatnot? for this month and so I was thinking about it and I'm like all right I mean I could do that or I could do something else and so what I thought of was to have me interview this person I will get into that a bit more later in the episode but there is a dope I mean powerful powerhouse of a young lady that I have been following on social for at least a year um, and I just love her initiative, what she does, what she brings to the space as somebody who's owning her power in her community. And I wanted to highlight that. And I have the voice, my job got the money. Okay. And so I was like, how can I merge these two things together? And so I thought of having a live show where I would interview her and this would come about. So the interview piece didn't go together how I wanted. I ended up doing something solo on stage. But at the end of the day, I 
was terrified. I have somebody that I talked to about the show. Actually, my girl Taylor, give her a shout out. She helps me with some things in the background to make sure that the show goes swimmingly and also for um, across all my social platforms. And so Taylor and I were talking about goals for power and pros back in December of 2021. And she mentioned like, I see a live show for you. And I was like, girl, <clears throat> <laughs> that's great that you see it i'm not doing nobody's nothing like what are you talking about and i can see that i could do it too but i was intimidated by it if i'm being real that was something i'm like listen the power gonna have to be in the pros behind the scenes because on stage with live people i was just like i don't know if i'm ready i don't know if people would actually show up what am i going to talk about how am i going to make sure it's different what where am i even going to do this at like i was thinking about all of these things right and then here we come in february And something that I was nervous about, something I was intimidated by, something that I didn't fully have confidence in. Y'all know that's my word of the year. Um, I did it. It's done. You know what I'm saying? And so it's only bigger and better from here. It's only more that I can expand and do. And so before I even get into the the real content of the episode, I just want to share that with y'all that like, it is, I don't have this thing all the way figured out. And I think I'm super transparent about that. I'm on this journey to finding the power in my pros each and every day. I have to remind myself of things. I don't listen to the show too, too, too often. Um, cause I don't want to get to scrutinizing myself. I listen, you know what I'm saying? When I'm editing and stuff like that, but I've had to go back on certain episodes and remind myself of things that I said and be like, Oh, that's a good point. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you know? So Owning the power in my pros and the different spheres that I walk through in my life is relevant for me as well. I do not have this thing figured out by any means necessary. And there are so many um, thoughts that come in my head that I have to combat with the word that I have to combat with just like what I've done previously. I've done some dope stuff. If we be honest, you know what I mean? And so I have to constantly remind myself of that. And this is just another manifestation of it, of me being concerned about something and literally two months later, doing it, killing it, smashing it. And so I just want to share that with y'all. We can do so much more than we think we can. And we have so many more people than we think rooting for us that will be impacted by the positive work that we allow God to do through us. So without further ado, I'm going to get into the power punch of the week and then we'll get into it. The power punch of this week is super simple, but it's not. I want you to think about it, but also don't. (laughs) The prompt is, what's your power? What's your power? We don't think enough about what's our power. I think we think about what isn't our power, what's not our lane. We always say like, I'm staying in my lane. It's not for me. I do X, Y, Z, but we don't really think about it as a powerful act. We don't think about it as something that is truly our authentic juice, our sauce, what sets us apart, what makes us different. And so think about that. What's your power? And if you got to write it, write it. If you already know it, I'm, first of all, dope, okay? Because sometimes we let people access something and it throws us off when we actually know the answer already. So what's your power? I just want you to sit with it. After you know what it is, if you don't know what it is, pray about that. Sit with that and see what comes to mind when you think about the pros prompt of this week. Too often, we forfeit our right to define who we are. 
We let our titles define us. We let who affirms us or who doesn't affirm us define us. And when we do that, when we allow outside forces to define us, we settle for a less than full version of ourselves. When we allow outside forces to define us, we settle for a less than full version of ourselves. I can vividly remember when I first started working. When I first started working, let me tell y'all, I didn't share this a little bit before, but I was an intern in the city and my dreams were about to kick off post-grad. You know what I'm saying? I didn't graduate and I wanted to start my career in advertising and got my degree and I was like, I want to use my degree. And so I treated each day of my internship like it was my last shot. And I worked so hard. Like I worked so hard, y'all. I needed a job. I was like, I'm going to be living with my mom and them if I do not get a job at the end of this summer. And I was determined I wasn't going to go back home without a job. And God literally came through like came through. I'm literally standing in that moment still today. And once I secured my check, I quickly realized that I had to secure my worth or this industry was going to break me. I had a manager that hated managing. And that was unfortunate because she has to manage me. Okay. And so she didn't want to nurture during her talent. I felt like it was just a, a bit of a stretch and a hurdle for her to do that. She didn't see my value. And she was very, very white. Like she was very, very not witty. You know what I mean? She didn't want to, she didn't see the value in my experiences, what I brought to the table, my perspective. And that was really tough for me because as an intern, I felt that. I worked through that. I was the only person of color on my um, team when I was an intern as well. And even amongst some of the other interns, there were other um, black interns. There's like an Indian intern. There was like different people, right? But it was different. It was different. One, everybody loves an intern. Everybody want to, you know what I'm saying, um, ask you where you went to school. They think you're so young and springy and full of life. And so... That was one thing, and I connected with them folk, okay? I did as much as I could to make sure everybody knew my name, that my name had good rapport attached to it, and that I was my authentic self that summer. Like, I really gave it my all, but it wasn't this this random desk that I was presenting to people. Of course, it was professional, but it was me. And from intern to employee, I kept that same energy. I'm like, okay, well, the energy that everybody loved, the energy that got me hired, I'm going to continue to bring that in this new role. And it wasn't getting me the same result. And that was tough. I didn't understand it. It didn't make sense to me. I felt like, and this is when I, I believe truly started to thinking that I needed to shrink, that I needed to shift, that I needed to change. And it wasn't via peers. When I think about my college days, when I think about high school, the years on down from that, it was me wanting to fit in. I ain't had a latest J, so I wanted to be funny so people wouldn't talk about my clothes because you know I'll flame you back or, you know what I'm saying, that type of thing. I wanted to, um, I don't know, I also liked spending time with my family. There were just certain things that um, impacted me where this was the first time that those that I, I, I that I needed, I didn't need my professors to affirm me in this way. Does that make sense? I was experiencing many microaggressions 
And I really felt small in a different way than ever. And what happened during this time is I actually started listening to podcasts so heavily because I didn't have that same gel with my team and we didn't move in the same way as when I was an intern on that team. I was more closed off. I wasn't as loud and talk as much and all those things. And so I started listening to podcasts like multiple a day while I was at work and I was writing a lot as well. And during this time with this first job and with this manager is when I went to my first poetry slam. And from then is when I got the idea to do power and prose. And so when I think about it, all of it makes sense. It was all for a purpose. But at the time, I wasn't trying to hear none of that. Like it was one of the hardest seasons because it was just it was all new post-grad life is new new york city was new um having a salary was new having a salary in a city that's like you need a bigger salary than the salary you got if you're gonna live in this city was new like there were so many things that were foreign to me and honestly i was trying to figure out who i was at the same time 22 you don't know who you are like there's so many things left to discover and i was looking for outside things to help affirm my worth. And when I look back on that season, I see it as the beginning of me defining myself for me. That is super important. It's pivotal to begin to define you based on you and based on the word, of course, right? Based on God, but we are from God. We're made in his image. And so you want to define you via you. When you start to compare when you start to look at other people, when you start to look at that, I should be this, I I have to fit into this mold, other folks expect this, you are deteriorating your full self bit by bit. And most of the time we don't even notice it. And by the time we notice, there's damage that's been done. And we can rebuild anything by God's grace, by his power. Listen, you can be made new right now. Listen to me right now. You can change and shift just because God wants to. You know what I mean? But there, there's damage that we do unknowingly by trying to fit somebody else's mold. And so this moment is when I start to think about not just hashtag black girls in advertising, not just, you know what I mean, the other people that graduated from my program at school and what are they doing, where are they working at, how are they shining. It was like, how can you do you in this space that you have found yourself in. Like it's a, a very you focus and not you focus in a narcissistic way or a way that puts others down, but just how can your light shine in this space? And I believe there are three things that I had to do and that I still have to come back to, to help me to define shape and keep myself as myself. The first thing that I had to do was get grounded heat rises y'all and when you're heated your anger can take you to a place that the grounded you would never go when you ground you know you have that peace when you feel grounded when you feel secure when you know what's going on when you got the tea you just walk you know you just feel good and you can interact with folk on a different level things that upset you because you're still human you're still going to feel upset or angered disappointed hurt sad all of those things when you're grounded though impact you in a different way and you do less damage in your interactions with other people and getting grounded can look like so many different things but for me at this time it was writing poetry of course doing yoga I started hot yoga 
and coloring. So writing poetry. That manager that I didn't like, babe, when I, was, I had to write a poem by her. Sure did. And it actually wasn't my best. You can tell this poem is like a roast. Like it's definitely, it's not to be presented, shared. Like it's just, it's like anger. Like you're upset and you needed an outlet. And that's why I always advocate for writing because it truly is an outlet for me. Writing has saved me from so many things. It saved me from myself so many times. And so I have to go back to that practice and being able to do that. There's a poem about this manager that I wrote and I ripped up. There's one that I wrote and I went back to just to see that I'm capable of being upset, not holding the anger and, and, and um, harming myself internally, but being able to get it out and yet not harm anybody else. And honestly, the whole time that I was dealing with this manager is about a year-ish. I didn't respond that way every time. The times when I was grounded, I was grounded. And the times when I wasn't, I wasn't. And it got bad at one point. I had to talk to HR, not only about her actions, but about mine as well, because I was not handling the situation as best as I could. And again, this is that transition when I had to define myself for me. And when in the beginning of my interactions with her, but the beginning of me trying to figure out this post-grad space, I was letting everything else define me for me. And once I started to look inward, once I started to realize, mm, is this a path I want to go down? I was able to recalibrate, recenter, and things started popping off for me in a different way. And I was able to actually end up being cool with the manager. Like she had got proposed to she was talking about the engagement and all of this stuff like we just totally turned a leaf but that doesn't happen if I didn't get grounded so you can do so many different things being grounded for you could look different but that is something that we have to constantly go back to what does being grounded look like and I believe the pros prompt for this week of knowing your power that's important so I activated my power while I'm getting grounded at the same time that helps you when you're feeling helpless when you're feeling like things are just out of control and they're spinning and you don't know how you're going to get a handle on the situation you bring your power into it so if your power is inspiring other people how can you use your pain your story your testimony your authenticity to empower people, even when you're not out of the struggle yet. That's how you can, and when you activate your power, when you can show up authentic, authentically in that and not shut down and not be quiet and get grounded at the same time, there's so much blessing and peace for you on the other side of that action. And it takes a lot. It takes a lot of humbling. It takes practice, to be honest, and swallowing a pride, which is hard for us to do, but it is so worth it. The next thing that I had to do and have to continue to go back to is speaking life. Some of us take so much pride in saying the most morbid things. And I do this too. I used to do it a lot more. I still do it. And there are days when we'll just say negative stuff because that's just naturally what you think of. If something's popping off or is not popping off, we're quick to say how this sucks. Like there's just so many things that we do and say when we use our, our voices, and as we know, it says in the word that the um, power of life and death is in the tongue. And so when we activate death with our tongue, it's like, how bad is that when you have the opportunity to speak life instead? And so there's, there's a way that I have to do that during this time as well. And I learned this lesson 
in a hard way. So I hate icebreakers. I'm just not a fan. Like icebreakers don't really break the ice. Like I'm just not a fan. I just don't like them. They're like forced vulnerability and it's strange. And so because I wasn't a fan, but yet I'm new to this environment, everybody's like, oh, you're not from New York for sure. I can tell by how you talk. So there's always an icebreaker. I feel like all the time there was just icebreaker, icebreaker, icebreaker. And so I had a hard time trying to figure out, okay, what do I want to share? I don't want folk all up in my business, but I also need to share a fun fact or just pull you into my word a little bit. So that way you, you think you know something about me, even though you kind of don't. And so what I used to say, and this was my go-to thing, because I always went in a room with different people so that I could say the same thing and just use this as my little scripts every time. And so what I used to say was that I'm afraid that one day I would chip my tooth and I used to say that over and over and over and over like all the time and I said it because it actually is true so I wasn't lying that was a fear that I had there was this dude in high school and he was running one day in the hall and I think it was some water or something he slipped and when I say y'all his front tooth chips like in half oh it was so bad oh my god it was so Bad, you know, getting this tooth fixed and everything. But ever since then, it has just been something in my head. I look down. If it's cracking the sidewalk, I'm going to see it because I, I will not be chipping my tooth. And so I was like, perfect. I have a little backstory about this. It's kind of random, but it's the truth. Like, I was like, perfect. I have my fun fact. I got my icebreaker, right? So I used to say that all the time. Do y'all know that one day during a client status call, I was talking on a call and then we put the phone on mute and while we were on mute soon we were gonna have to talk again and so I hurried up I was trying to get a sip of my coffee so I picked up my coffee mug I put it to my mouth the mug hit my front teeth and I heard this sound and I was like oh I just chipped my tooth I just chipped my tooth and I I didn't even know what to do like my body I felt froze and I knew it I was like this is my worst fear it is happening right now in this conference room how crazy is this so we in the car I go to the bathroom and I was like wow it's chipped it's chipped right here right now like it this is really happened and my tooth was not chipped before I kept proclaiming and naming that one day it was just like that I just kept saying it and then it happened and my tooth has been chipped since like right now if you look at me right now my tooth is chipped and I truly believe that if I wasn't saying that if I chose to speak life instead that wouldn't have happened what would change in your world if you changed how you talked about it if you changed how you framed it, what would change in your world? What would be different? How would you walk? How would people interact with you if you spoke life? That's something I have to constantly go back to, and I don't always get it right. There are days when I'm, babe, I could be the most morbid child in the room, but it's a practice that I always have to go back to, even with my thoughts. And there's one day when I'm a friend that asked me how I was. And I was like, this week is annoying. Like, this is what I'm thinking, right? And so I told her, I thanked her for asking me. And I actually told her that I have to cut my tongue off for the day. I was like, I actually 
can't engage. We usually send voice notes to each other. And so I was like, if I send a voice note, I'm going to go in on literally everything in my life and how I'm annoyed right now. And so I just acknowledged. I was like, girl, I'm alive. You know what I mean? I'm acknowledging that I send your message. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And this was like at nine in the morning. I was like, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Because if I speak out today, I'm not going to be speaking life. And I had to be very conscious of that. And so, like I said, I don't always do it, but I try to be aware that that's a practice that I have to go to. It's a biblical practice. It's something that um, Jesus models for us. And it's a thing that truly can save you from fears. It can save you from unnecessary things. And there are days even when I rub my tongue over my chip a little bit, and it's the smallest chip, thank God. It's the smallest thing ever, but it did teach me a lesson. It stuck with me. And so think about those things too. What are those moments that stick with you? How can you use that to fuel you, to be your power, and to propel you forward? The last thing that I have to do to not break is to know my worth. Moving to New York is humbling, okay? Getting paid $2 to live amongst trash and rats, humbling. And there are cultural nuances, racism that I've endured, um, things that are just different from living in the Midwest, things that are different from what I would have liked to happen in my journey, in my life, okay? And it takes a while to find your footing. Wherever you are in your journey, if it's a new job, if it's a new relationship, if it's new friends, if it's old friends and you're figuring out how y'all can continue to do life together as you're in a new space, things with family, are you joking? There's so much that requires us to find our footing, to take our time. And we're, we're constantly in a state of renewal, But it's important to know who you are, where you come from, what your power is. How can you use that to invite somebody else to use their power? How can you harness that in moments when it seems like your power, there's no space for it, that you're not invited to activate it? Being able to know your worth when others aren't validating you, when you feel that God's forgotten about you, even though he's the one that gave you your power. Those moments, that's the big boy. You know what I mean? That's that's a space that takes a, a different mindset. That takes a different walk. That takes a different stature. That takes you being set apart for a little bit and having to recalibrate and get recentered to be grounded at times when there's chaos all around. Your challenges and obstacles don't tell the full story and they don't have the scope to outline who you are. Only you can do that. Only you can define what's next. Only you can define how this thing can impact you or not impact you. Only you can define and determine the scope of how you're going to show up and interact in the spheres that you find yourself in. Only you can do that. God gives you the grace and the ability. He can give you the knowledge and the wisdom. He can provide you peace. He can give you um, self-control. He can... Um, allow you to walk in kindness and peace, but it's up to you to determine if you're going to activate it. God was there in the bush with Moses, but it was up to Moses to recognize he was on holy ground and take them sandals off. It was up to Moses to stop making excuses and to stop letting his fear own the moment and to walk in what God was calling him to. It was up to him to define that. It's up to you to define how you're going to show up, but you got to know your worth. 
And when you forget, you got to know how you can be reminded. The word reminds us my hope and goal and prayer is that this podcast reminds you each and every episode. I hope that there's people in your community, your direct community, your friends, your family that can remind you of that. I hope that your journal entries, your prose prompts that we do together can remind you of that. I hope that when you stand in the mirror, the shower, when you're on a train, a plane, a bus, hun, that you are reminded when you look at the wind blowing, the trees and their leaves when you look at flowers and how they bloom that you're reminded you have power and you have worth in this world but it's up to you to determine when how and where you'll activate it and with that the power tool for this week is a reminder to hold on to your tools every tool that you have at your disposal is for you to use Every tool that you have at your disposal is not an accident. It's not by happenstance. You didn't just pick it up and put it in your tool belt to not use it. Every tool that you have, your voice, your ability to decorate, your ability to pull different groups of people together and they have fun, they forget their worries, your ability to be able to dance and laugh when it seems like there's nothing to dance and laugh about, your ability to be able to sell that thing to that person and they feel that much more better and that much more lifted for what they're doing because of you, your ability to be able to stand in your family and at one point you felt like a black sheep, but now you that one, you leading the herd, all your tools Hold on to them, even when it feels constricted and like you can't use them just yet, even when it feels like you've been building for a while and the building ain't built yet. Hold on to your tools. Most people won't value your tools until they need something built. And when they need something built, when there's a question and you're the answer, you know what will prevent you from showing up for your calling? Not knowing your words. You know what will mess you up if you're walking in the calling? Not being grounded. You know how there are opportunities with your name on it, but they won't come if you don't speak life. Hold on to your tools because there will be a time when there's a specific opportunity and nobody else can build what needs to be built but you because you hold the tools. Know your worth. This episode was sponsored by Anomaly. Again, thank you so much for letting Power and Pros use your space to host our very first live show. Now, our sponsor is Anomaly, which is a deviation or a departure from the norm or common order. And Anomaly... Um, This month is partnering with Power and Pros to highlight an anomaly in the black community. And that anomaly that I'm so excited to share with y'all is the youth will be all right. Now, the Youth Will Be Alright is a social justice initiative created to amplify the voices of institutionalized and incarcerated youth nationwide via the donation of composition notebooks. Notebooks not only act as an outlet for self-expression, but also as a form of rehabilitation. The Youth Will Be Alright was founded by Trinity Simone, a 19-year-old social justice advocate who champions the advancement of the youth and reform within the criminal justice system. I truly am just in awe of Trinity Simone, her business, this initiative with the youth will be all right. And it's just so amazing. As y'all know, I always advocate for writing. Writing truly saves 
lives, writing acts as a form for people behind us to be able to understand what is happening in our world and how can they be inspired to move forward on their journey. And it allows you to redefine who you are. It allows you to stand in your worth because there's nothing in the way. It's just you and the page. And so I love this initiative and it's simple. It's just there are voices that we don't even think about on the day to day that need us. They need to know that they are empowered even with their struggle and it allows for self-expression even in a place um, that's less than desirable. And so today we are donating $1,500 to this initiative to partner with ensuring that the youth will be all right. So thank you again to our sponsor for partnering with us and thank you again to the youth will be all right for all of the amazing work that you are doing if you would like to stand with us and donate be sure to visit the youthwillbeallright.org it's also a link in the show notes you can click that and be able to donate any dollar amount to trinity simone and the social justice initiative to amplify the voices of institutionalized and incarcerated youth you can also Listen to more episodes of Power and Pros via all your favorite streaming platforms. Be sure that you share with a friend. And if you are loving the show, be sure that you rate and review all of your reviews. I truly, truly love reading. They assist me in knowing um, my worth, standing in my power and my pros. And it gets the word out to other people to join the Cool Kid Club and get some reminders for them as well. If you would like to partner with Power and Pros or know anybody else that we could partner with, be sure to shoot me an email at powerandpros at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you guys and I want to continue. This is just one of the first during this month um, times that I want to be able to give out to people. But I want to keep it going. I don't want it to stop here and to stop now. So if you know another initiative that's in our space, in our world, that we can talk to, learn from, and to give to, serve with, be sure to let me know. Remember to profess your power and there's power in prose. Bye.